All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hey there. We at Blue Wire just wanted to take a second to thank you for listening to this podcast. We know everything outside is pretty scary and uncertain, but we're committed to helping you get through your day by talking about the sports and teams that you love most. If you're looking for more great podcasts to distract you, check out BlueWirePods.com. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the podcast and stay safe. This is a Web Canopy Studio production. How's it going, everybody? John Scott, Tim Wurzberger, welcome to another episode of Dropping the Gloves. Tim, how are you, my man? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It's, it's hot today. It's kind of nice. It is nice. It is nice. It's a change of pace, especially what's been going on. There's a, we wrestled whether we should address this topic of the protests, of the just all the action that's happening around the country, the, the outrage, the anger, the, the black lives matter, everything. And it, it's such a touchy subject. And listen, I'm not an expert, Tim, you're not an expert and no offense to us, but no one really cares what we say about this topic because we don't know anything. We're just yep. a bunch of hockey podcasters who just really talk about hockey all the time. So I guess if I did have to say something, I feel bad. It's just a bad situation. I feel like anytime someone dies, it's a terrible situation, whether you're black, blue, red, white, or orange. And it just seems like more often than not, it's just a black person being killed by a police officer, which is terrible. And I obviously disagree with that. I'm sure Tim does too. So I don't want to get into a drawn out, just diatribe or whatever you call it. It's just, it's a bad thing. I acknowledge it's a bad thing. And I think, I don't know how to change it. I really don't like I, that's above my pay grade. I wish I, I had an answer. I wish I could just made, wave a magic wand or say a few prayers and, you know, make it go, I'll go away. But I just don't know. Like, I'm just, you know, I don't know what else to say. I, I feel bad for the people that are hurt by this. And I, I send my prayers and condolences out. Like I, I, I wish I had an answer, but I really don't. But we obviously are thinking, about the situation we're monitoring it and if there's anything we can do to help we are we are more than willing and ha- happy to do so so i don't know sam anything you want to add no i think you nailed it i mean we're just kind of 
I, I'm almost like willfully ignorant when it comes to this. Like I, I see the stuff on the news and Twitter. And I kind of like, I, it's hard for me to even look at, you know, it's just yeah. it's depressing. It's upsetting. But at the same time, like it's, it's, it's supposed to be. And that's why they're doing this stuff. The riots and protests, it's, it's, it's raising awareness causing, I mean, you can say it's causing issues of the small businesses that are being destroyed, but I guess like extreme, extreme situations call for extreme measures and, and things need to change. So this is sort of, one of the ways that that's happening. So I, I think the country is changing permanently right now. I think we're in the middle of it. Um, what, what it looks like on the other side, I don't know. I don't have the answers. And I, you know, I think, you know, we're, we're all just kind of watching to see, um, but it's, it's just crazy. It really is. Yeah. The sad thing is I don't think anybody has a good answer or else no. that would have been put in place years ago. So what I don't like is celebrities or people in power of like positions of power. They just say stuff just to talk. You know what I mean? Just, just to yeah. get their voice out there and just to kind of, Oh, I was a part of this. I did the right thing. I don't want to be one of those guys. I don't know anything. Tim doesn't know anything. It's a crummy situation. And that's where I'm going to leave it be. Like I, I don't have any answers. So I'm just going to leave it at that. And then we're going to get on to hockey, you know, hopefully it gets better. Hopefully someone comes up with an answer who is a lot smarter than me. So, you know, if you want me to talk about it more, I'd be more than happy to talk about it, but I don't think anybody wants to hear my opinion, honestly. <laughs> So stick to hockey, stick to hockey, stick to things. I know. Well, on that um, note, let's move on. I, I feel like you lucked out last week, somehow squeaked out a tie in the Niedermeyer pronger. You know what? I'll rephrase that. I lucked out and squeaked out a tie because when you put those two players against each other, pronger should have absolutely dominated Niedermeyer. And the fact that you didn't get a win on that is shocking. There was, there was a camp uh, on Twitter. They were arguing that like Pronger for the old days, but Niedermeyer for like the modern NHL. So like they took the vote and said, who would I want on my team right now? And I mean, Niedermeyer was just would have been built for today's NHL. So that's what they were voting for. Uh, it's not what the vote was supposed to be. They might not, might not have listened to the episode because if they did, they surely would have voted for Pronger. But I think that's kind of why you saw the vote being as close as it was. See, I even disagree with that argument. I think they both would have thrived in today's NHL. Pronger was not one of these big guys who couldn't move. He put up points. He put up more points than Niedermeyer. Yeah, I mean, no one's saying that Pronger wouldn't be good in today's NHL. But, like, if you think about just the, the need for, like, the speed and athleticism, the guys that just do not get tired and can log crazy minutes. I mean, Niedermeyer has that in spades, so... Pronger played more minutes than Niedermeyer did. I was waiting for you to put that argument out there. If you look at their average shift times on ice, Pronger was like 27. Niedermeyer was like 25. And you didn't really I mean, capitalize on that. So that's, yeah, I don't know. That didn't really seem like enough to make an argument. Well, when I said Niedermeyer stays out there forever, you should have been like, actually, Pronger <laughs> played more ice. So but anyways, today? today we're going to do a, a couple players who played in the same era, but they have completely different styles of play. This one really excites me because when you have this contrasting style, I think it's so cool just to see who was more impactful on a game. We got the Russian Rocket, Val Bure, Pavel Bure, just kidding, and um, Legion of Doom member Eric Lindros. Two impactful players can take over a game, but in completely different ways. Completely different ways. So we, we the, what, the way we do this is we pick – who would be a good pairing? And then I let Tim pick first and I take whoever's left over and Tim picked Bure. So I'll let you go first, Tim Hold brainwash on. all these listeners with your yeah, facts. But last week you picked first. So that's not like 
you're not just i'm not gonna let that narrative happen where you no, give me you, all, all the advantages and you beat me. i i picked eiserman then you picked pronger first no no you, you picked niedermeyer we'll have to go back and check the tape i don't know but anyways you got the pick first and you picked beret so go ahead tim spew some disgusting facts on us here so when i think when you think of a term just like raw talent Burray comes to mind. Like he's one of the most just purely talented players in the history of the NHL. Like just the speed, like the finesse, the vision, the passing, the scoring, the skating, like he had everything in space. When you think about just like players who had such a high impact on a, a short, in a short term. And now he's almost, I mean, he has such a short career injured by um, hampered by injuries, but like even kids today, like growing up, like younger kids know who the, the Russian rocket is. He's almost like this, kind of like almost a mythical figure like oh Pavel Bure he was so good he was he almost you know he was because of injuries he was taken down you know in his prime so we kind of like that's how people remember him right he never got you know old and slow and never had like those those long drawn out careers he was just a player who was taken out before he was you know had that opportunity so he's just in his mind in everyone's mind he's just the, the supremely talented guy that he was and you look at some of the stats of like uh, he he beat Lindros in top five finishes in points. He beat Lindros in top five and top ten goals in the league. All star selection. He beats Lindros. And what's cool, he's actually a, a higher points producer in the playoffs per game than Lindros is. And when you think of like some of the the um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Some of the the stuff that you just like can't really measure, right? It's like entertainment value. Burray, right? He was just every time he stepped on the ice, he was a rocket. Stick handling, passing, shooting skills, Burray. Olympic performances, Burray. Uh, exceeded their draft place, Burray. He had two Maurice Richard trophies. He won the Calder. Um, and this is kind of a crazy a stat that I, I sort of closed it out with, but like the most goals in proportion to his team. So in 2001, he had 30% of the Florida Panthers' goals was him. Talk about like a team relying on one player and everything just funneling through one person. Pavel Bure was the entire team. He didn't have the Legion of Doom to back up on. He was he was his entire offense. Um, and when you think about just players who had just a maximum impact on a short time, Pavel Bure, one of the most talented players to ever step on the ice. I think he's clearly better. I'll give props to Lindros. He's a good player and you know, he's big and, and strong, but, and, you know, he was talented, but he was just sort of such a flash in the pan compared to what Bure could have been. There's no shortage of action going on at our exclusive partner, Bet Online. NASCAR is back, and Bet Online has hundreds of other games, events, and sports to get in on. You can still bet on simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC events 24-7. Or you can participate in a $10,000 Madden Bracket Challenge. March Madness-style NFL simulation tournament you can enter for free. For free. And live right now on Bet Online's YouTube channel, you'll find an exclusive interview with ex-Chicago Bulls Ron Harper, Horace Grant, Bill Cartwright, and Craig Hodges to discuss the Michael Jordan documentary on what they're calling the final dance. So visit betonline.ag and use promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your new welcome bonus and check out all the action. Bet Online, your online wagering solution. 
So that Florida Panthers team that Burray scored 30% of the goals on, yeah, they must have won the Stanley Cup, right? Like they were a really good team. Oh, no. They finished 22-44. and 44. They were a terrible team. They were absolutely garbage, and they didn't have anybody else to score. So Burray probably took 50 shots a game, and he was their number one, two, and three option. Guy was just cherry-picking on a bad team. That's what he was doing. Anyways, so Pavel Burray, with all those great stats, he must be in the Hall of Fame, you would think, right? You might think oh, that. Your silence. It's it's so revealing. He's not in the Hall of Fame. He must be on the Ring of Honor in Vancouver. Gotta be. With all those big stats and just he's such a polarizing oh, he's not in the Ring of Honor in Vancouver because he's a cheater. He's a steroid pumper. That's why he left the league. That's why he got injured all the time. Anyways, that's a whole other story for another time. Eric Lindros, you talk about entertaining players. You talk about guys you you know, when he comes on the ice, you kind of scooch to the edge of your seat. The big E was the definition of that. He was the definition of power forward. He changed the game. When he was on the ice, everyone took notice. He was six foot five, 230 pounds, and he couldn't just skate like a rocket. He had a cannon for a shot. He would bury guys. He wasn't afraid to fight. He did everything and was everything. He was a first overall draft pick. He had the chutzpah to say to the Quebec Nordiques, now nah, I'm good. Trade me. Trade me now. I'm not playing for your team. And they traded him to the Philadelphia Flyers. Imagine, Terrible team guy. Terrible team guy. Imagine he didn't, he didn't even meet the team. Imagine going to Philly, 19-year-old kid, and you just pretty much showed up an NHL franchise and said, you can draft me. I'm not playing for you. Anyways. That's, so, yeah, which side are you arguing with that? Lindros. He's a, he's a stud. He was, he was the first phenom player. These days, they're, they're a dime a dozen. The Crosbys, the McDavids, the Yakupovs, all these people who they're just, he's going to be the next Gretzky. Lindros was the first one who the media and the news kind of took a hold of, where they watched him since he was 14, 15, 16, and they just groomed him. And mo- for most people, that would just crush him. But he absolutely rose to the occasion. He was a stud in juniors. He got picked first overall. He led the World Junior Championships in points. He's the all-time leading scorer for Canada. Do you know how many good players played for World Juniors Championships for Canada? There's been a handful. All, all of them. Every good NHL player for the played World Juniors. And Lindros has the most points out of any, any player ever in history. That's amazing. He was the fourth fastest player to 300 points. The fourth fastest player to 400 points. Only beat out by Gretzky. Lemieux and Stasny. He was the fifth fastest to 500, sixth fastest to 600. Oh, and not to mention, while he's getting all these points, he's racking up hits. He's leading the league in hits. Like he's burying guys. He's polarizing. He changed the game. His line had a name because of him. They were called the Legion of Doom. Bure was just a Russian rocket. That's all he did. He just skated fast. <laughs> yeah, right. He was just a fast skater who get breakaways all the time. He, he didn't do anything other than that. You talk about his assists. He didn't get assists. He just skated really fast. Lindros won the all-rookie award, 93. The heart. How many times did Burry win the heart? You're going to make me dig, back, dig my stats back up twice? Burry won the heart twice? No, he did not. He won the Richard twice. Oh, oh, the heart, zero. The heart is the MVP of the league. Lindros won the heart. 
He was an all-star. Every year he was in the league from 94 to 2002. He was an absolute stud. I don't know how he had 865 points in 760 games. That's over a point a game. He crushed it in the playoffs, 57 points in 53 games, where most often when you get to the playoffs, you tighten up the defense, you clamp down on the star player. He excelled in the playoffs. Like I, I just think when you're looking at players, he had more points than Beret. He was a more impactful player than Beret. He didn't cheat. He was more successful on the international scale, on the international level. And he, he just did it all with all the eyes on him. Burry was lucky enough to land in Vancouver. He really got a lot of media in Vancouver. Didn't have any other pressure riding on him. And then when they started testing, he all, he all of a sudden got hurt and had to leave. So in my opinion, Lindros is a way, way, way. And it's not even close. Burry was exciting to watch because he was so fast. Half your argument is just lame stuff like, oh, he had more, more than a point per game. So did Burry. More than a point per game in the playoffs. So did Burry. It's like... It's not, oh, a heart trophy, all-star games, fourth fastest to 300, 400 points, sixth fastest to 600 points, only beaten by guys named Lemieux and Gretzky. Like, that's nothing to sniff at. I think those are pretty legit stats. And you talk about injuries. Lindros, if he didn't get his, – his career wasn't derailed by concussions, who knows where he would have went. He could have been the best power forward ever, ever in the game. He could have played another five, six, seven years – with effective hockey, but he got oh, nailed he by concussions. Yeah, but he didn't bow out of the game because of cheating allegations. How about this? Burray, World Junior Championship best forward, World Junior Championship all-star team, gold medal with the Soviet Union, gold medal again with the Soviet Union, 89 and 90, second in, in 91, Winter Olympics 98, best forward, International Ice Hockey Hall of Fame, uh, seven all-star games, like one first-team all-star, all-star game MVP, shout-out John Scott. Yeah, he's got all the accolades that he, that uh, Lindros has as well. Hockey Hall of Fame, by the way, Burray is in there, 2012. Thank you very much, sir. Well, you can just nix out the Soviet Union because that was – they were playing against college kids, no NHL talent at all. And you were all right. He did make the Hall of Fame. I missed that. My bad. Yikes. But, um, all right. Well, I'll just wrap it up. I'll say Lindros, also an unbelievable number, number 88. When, when you, you could even just grade him on that, and Lindros has a better number. Better, well, not a better nickname. The Russian Rocket's pretty sweet. But just more points, more impactful, played the game harder, just more well-rounded player. Burray was a burner. That's what he did. He scored goals, not very good in the D zone. Just That's what he did. Also a dirty player. Remember that elbow he gave somebody that one game? Oof, terrifyingly dirty player. But anyways, Lindros, cleanest player that's ever played the game. Unbelievable. Lindros, baby. All right. We, you know what? We, we've had our arguments. Let's let the fans decide like they always do. Lindros versus Burray. Two great players. So we'll just leave it at that, Tim. Okay? Sounds good. All right, everybody. Well, I hope everyone's doing good. I hope you like these short little hits. I think they're super fun. We will see you and talk to you. And, and hopefully we'll grab a beer with you next time. Hey guys, thanks for listening. Make sure you're following the show on Twitter at dropping underscore gloves for episode highlights, behind the scenes content, sneak peeks, and giveaways. Check out johnscottallstar.com slash shop for merchandise including t-shirts, hats, hoodies, and so much more. And please, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It's so important to helping us grow so we can keep delivering the hockey content and interviews with the players you love. Thanks and see you next time.